Hey, y'all, and welcome to this week's episode of the Shuts Up, Get Up podcast. I'm your host, Mike Muldoon. And as always, thanks for joining me here at the Shut Up, Get Up podcast, where, you know, we work to quiet the uh, internal, external voices or, you know, circumstances that might be holding us back from living our best lives. And ultimately, the get up part is just you got to get up, you got to get into action. If you change nothing, nothing's going to change. Life is short. So while we're here, we need to do our best to live it and enjoy as much as we can. I mean, you know, I've often said in this podcast, life is about living. It's just not something we should exist in. We didn't just come here blindly to walk along, you know, to be a passive participant in this thing called life. We're meant to live it. So today I want to talk about uh, something that, well, it's said that an estimated 275 million people around the world experience this. Now, this number comes from documented cases, basically people who have been diagnosed. You know, they've gone to a doctor, they've been diagnosed, and they've been recorded. This doesn't take into account those individuals who may be experiencing it, but have lived, never, you know, sought help and received a diagnosis. So, and what I want to talk about is Anxiety. Now, I know I've touched on this in the past, but I want to talk about it a little bit different here. Now, stay with me on this one, a little bit different here. Now, we all know anxiety can come in, you know, various forms, uh, generalized anxiety disorders, panic disorder, social anxiety disorder, uh, phobias, and, and, and several others. And if you have anxiety, it can significantly impact a person's life. It can significantly impact your life, your relationships, your overall well-being, okay? But today... I want to talk about it in a little bit of a different way. I want to talk about how your anxiety isn't always a detriment to you and that there are some positives. You see, in some way, your anxiety is a superpower. One of the reasons I started this podcast um, was uh, I just had gone through a lot of personal development myself, and and I'd been through quite a few things. A lot of things I never probably even talked to with other people or or small group knows. But one thing for me is I've suffered from a lot of anxiety in my life, and uh, panic attacks was a big one for me. They started really early. I think my earliest memory was uh, I was like in fourth grade, and I just it was hard. And they just, they stayed with me on and off for a long time. I mean, it cost me a lot of things, cost me a lot of memories, cost me a lot of, um, you know, I dodged uh, field trips. I quit playing basketball when I was a young kid. Um, I quit playing uh, because I didn't want to be left somewhere worried about having a panic attack. Um, Somehow, though, I managed, I found football and I managed to keep that and I stayed with that. And that took me through high school and college, playing college football. Um... Though there were panic attacks there too. I remember being on a field one time and in the middle of a huddle, my quarterback's calling a play and I'm in a full blown panic attack. Now I know where that anxiety came from. I had just buried my best friend a few days earlier, so I'm sure I'm still dealing with that. But anyway, they've they've been part of my life um, throughout my adult years. Um, They come and go. There's been cycles with them. As I've gotten older and I've understood them, I manage them better. Um, and And I've come to find... Um, that it's not always a negative thing. 
you know, I've kind of appreciated my anxiety. Um, you know, uh, what was it? If you watch Dexter, it's probably a terrible example, but he talks about having his dark passenger. Um, I don't think my anxiety was my dark passenger, but I think my anxiety is I've, I've come to understand that how it works sometimes is there not just to really interfere with my life, but to help me. And um, so there's a lot of instances, though, where anxiety um, is, is an incredible tool for human beings and it's an incredible tool and it can really help us out. Um, so like I said, you know, anxiety, despite often being perceived as like this negative experience, is not necessarily bad. And um, it can be served uh, in, so, in so many important functions. And, uh, you know, on the extreme level, uh, if you look at anxiety, if you, and maybe you've had this yourself, during the fight or flight response. Now, anybody who's had a panic attack, a full-blown panic attack, knows how insane that flight of fl- oh, gosh that fight or flight response can be because the body undergoes such a series of physiological changes you know because basically it is preparing for war it's got a threat and it's preparing for danger and I'm going to talk about that one first because that one's fascinating I mean if, if, you, if you look at like Iron Man right if you're watching the Iron Man movie you know suddenly there's a threat he's there arms out the suit prepares him for battle and he's off. And it's kind of, that's what the body does. That's what the body does. It's preparing yourself for battle. So the first thing that usually happens with the how the, uh, the fight or flight response is, is tripped is um, it's basically, um, it, it's, it's triggered, right? And uh, I'm trying to think of the best way I could probably, ah, you know what, here, I'm going to give it to you in steps. So basically it goes like this. There's a threat. Oh my God, there's something dangerous right now. Suddenly the hypothalamus, now the hypothalamus is part in the brain that basically controls body temperature, controls your heart rates, it controls hunger, it controls your mood. And what happens is there's a threat and suddenly it activates your sympathetic nervous system, right? Now your sympathetic nervous system is this network of nerves that basically help your body activate this fight or flight response, which then releases these hormones into the bloodstream, right? So now all of a sudden, this is where the fun begins because these adrenaline, right? Adrenaline is basically gets released into the the bloodstream um, and it causes suddenly like your heart rate and your blood pressure to just start moving, right? Your heart starts beating faster. It's preparing the body for action. Basically, it's ensuring that there's oxygenated blood and it's being delivered to muscles and, and all the organs that it's going to need to survive. And then that's where suddenly you got the rapid breathing, right? So now all of a sudden, it's, huh? heart's racing, blood pressure's moving. Now we're breathing. Why are we breathing? Because now the body is oxygenating the blood, Because now with this increased blood flow, again, picture suddenly Tony Stark, right? Suddenly it's the hands, it's the arms, it's the face, it's the helmet. Well, the body's reacting some sort of the same way. Because now with this increased blood flow to the muscles, blood vessels in the muscles begin to dilate, right? And all of a sudden, blood is being uh, redirected from areas like, uh, like your skin and your digestive system, and it's going all to your skeletal muscles, right? So suddenly, blood in your body is being redirected. And the reason being is that because it's going to provide more oxygen and nutrients to basically the muscles and the organs that it's preparing that it's going to need to survive. I mean, it's even wild because during this whole process, it suppresses your digestive system. It suppresses your immune system because the body's going to have to conserve energy and the resources. And it's going to basically prioritize, you know, the things it needs for immediate survival. I mean, again, you know, suddenly it's the leg armor, it's the side armor, everything is going up on you. 
even your eyes, you know, your pupils increase dilation. They allow more light in. It improves, you know, your visual acuity and your peripheral vision. Suddenly, you can see better. Now, for me, this is the one that I've always found fascinating and is always, um, I've always appreciated it. Um, It's the heightened alertness. See, the minute you get into a situation like this, suddenly everything is blocked out and you are alert. Now, when I talked about my stuff earlier on, um, and I think anybody out here right now who, who has panic disorder, who had panic attacks, or who, who's, who's been through this stuff can probably attest to this. You are amazing when something actually goes down, which means, you know, panic attacks suck. But if you've gone through enough of them in your life, I mean, they're terrifying because a lot of times they come on, but there's no reason. There's no threat. Why is this happening? Why is my body reacting like I just walked into the path of a saber-toothed tiger, right? Because it's kind of where this all comes from, right? The beginning of uh, the humans, right? They needed these fight-or-flight responses. But how often are we walking down the street and see a saber-toothed tiger? Not too often. So what happens is if you're somebody who's so used to being in that situation that when you actually find yourself in a situation where it is kicked off and you're like, this is real, Suddenly, you're probably the clearest thinker in the room. I'll never forget a few years ago, my wife and I were at a, a mall and uh, gunshots went off. And you can imagine what a mall looks like when gunshots go off. People were running, stammering. It was it was crazy. It was insane. And my, my wife and my daughter at the time was only 18, 18 months old. We just happened to be in a shop. And as it went off and this hysterics and the screaming and all that... It was like my whole body went into it and was like, okay, got this. And I was able to just grab my wife. I was like, okay, we're going to go here. From here, we're going here. This is where we go. We get back here. We go here. And it was like I could just think so clearly. And my wife would say to me, how could you do that? And I said, I was like, I'm so used to being in that situation with nothing going on. The fact that in this case, there was something legitimate going on that like it was there. It was like I just could lock in. And if you're somebody out there who deals with panic attacks and stuff like that, I bet you you can agree. I bet you can attest to the fact that when you find yourself in a situation that all of a sudden this is real, you are probably the clearest thinker in the building. So that to me is one of the most wild things. And that's one of the ones that I've always appreciated about it. So so anyway, the, these you know physiological changes basically collectively prepare the body to either confront its threat right? I'm going to fight it or you're going to run. Now what happens is once your threat subsides, you know, the body's going to eventually, you know, the arm is going to come off, the hands come off, the arms come off, you know, the shields come off, everything comes down. Basically, um, you know, gradually returns to this uh, normal state basically through the parasympathetic nervous system, which does the opposite, which promotes your relaxation and, and recovery. Now, that to me is some superhero fascinating stuff about anxiety, about what it does to the body. But you don't have to have this sort of extremeness to really appreciate how your anxiety might be helping you. See, besides it being used as like a useful survival tactic, right, you know, activating your your fight or flight response, it does a lot of other things, just maybe on a smaller scale. And maybe you haven't realized, you know, why you're able to do this so well, but it might be just your little superhero passenger there, right? For one of the things, you know, somebody who suffers from anxiety, even mild, 
it actually helps you to anticipate and prepare better for future challenges, right? Because if you're somebody who suffers anxiety, you're probably always looking for things. You're always looking at stuff. So you're going to be able to identify and address potential risks or problems. And it's going to help you sort of uh, mitigate them and basically lead to making some better decision-making. You're going to be a better problem solver, right? Because you're anxious about this. Oh God, what is this? Am I going to get this right? Is this right? You're worried about that. So what happens is it's going to help you Make better decisions. It's going to help you be a you know a better problem solver. Anxiety, believe it or not, it's also been known to increase your motivation, your performance, providing you know the necessary drive and energy you know to meet your deadlines to achieve your goals. Again, going back earlier, remember your anxiety. It can help you focus your attention and perform at your best, right? Because now all of a sudden you're focused, you are locked in. So if you're somebody who knows got a lot of anxiety and, uh, you know, maybe you're, you know, having to take exams or tests, you're probably going to do okay with it. Because why? Because it's going to help you heightened. It's going to lock you in. Or maybe if you're somebody who has to do public speaking engagements. I know me, when I hit a stage a lot of times, my anxiety actually helps me suddenly kind of keep my focus, get heightened, get ready. And then suddenly just, I don't know, for some reason, it pushes my nerve. People always ask me, how do you get in front of people? How do you do it? I jumped on stage a few weeks ago doing stand-up, hadn't done it in forever, and, and then people come off and they're like, well, how do you do it? I go, I don't, I just, I'm, I'm probably so used to existing in that state of just like nerves that it just all sort of subsides when I, when I, when I get up there. But again, here's the thing. I'm not saying that you need to live in a state of anxiety. It's not good on your body, especially in your perpetual state of anxiety. It's not good. The wear and tear, the stress hormones, all that stuff is not good on your body. But what I'm saying to you is that if you're somebody who does have it, don't always just go, oh, I'm having anxiety and, and dismiss it. Don't dismiss it because there's another really interesting thing about what your anxiety could do for you. See, when you have anxiety, it offers up an opportunity for self-reflection. It offers up an opportunity for growth. See, when you examine your anxiety, like where is it coming from? What's going on? Why am I baby feeling this way? It's going to sort of give you insight to sort of your fears or your values or, or, or desires or anything like that. It's going to start letting you try to figure things out, which can actually lead to personal development, you know, and increased self-awareness of who you are. It's really just an opportunity to, you know, gain some knowledge about you because obviously this anxiety is coming from somewhere. Why? So don't completely dismiss it. Now, I can tell you one thing that my anxiety has done for me, and uh, as I've mentioned, I've had it kind of tough a lot of times in the past, is it's, it's helped me prove to myself that I can overcome certain limitations. You know, when you come, when you have to overcome these battles so often, you know, you start building on them. And I could tell you, it's gotten me, you know, from where I was many years ago to where I am now and why I'm sitting here talking to you. Now, the important thing here to understand is that some level of anxiety, okay, it's beneficial. But if it is excessive, I mean, if it is chronic, if it is completely ruining your life, it is distracting your life, it's interfering with your work, your relationships, your personal, professional ones, it's really detrimental, it's interfering with your daily functions, it's causing all sorts of distress in your life, it's overwhelming, then no, no, no. Then it's time to seek some professional help because ultimately that's not how it should be. 
And what I really want to be clear here is I'm addressing people who maybe occasionally have anxiety or deal with some mild anxiety. But again, if you're somebody who right now is where it's overwhelming, then I'm please advising you to seek professional help. Please. Please seek help. All right, that's all I got for you guys today. I'm so happy that you stuck around. Thank you for being here with me. You can always again find me at MikeMuldoonLC.com. That's Mike, M-I-K-E, Muldoon, M-U-L-D-O-O-N-L-C for lifecoach.com. Check me out on Instagram, MikeMuldoonLC. Follow, comment. Uh, keep sending your messages. It's great when I get those. Love hearing from people. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, feel free to reach out to me. Love to talk to people. And uh, if there's any way I can help you out, let me know. Again, check out my website. But if you just have a generic question or, you know, I've, I've had a couple of people reach out recently off my Instagram just saying, hey, man, I got a friend. Do you mind, you know, talking to them? It's like, yeah, no problem. No problem. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a hired coach, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm not going to step in if somebody needs some help and, you know, at, at you know, just, just, just do it, you know, to help out. So I have no problems just, you know, helping out because um, I like to work with people. I like to help people. And um, I will save it for another day. How, how I really got here from was coaching athletes and spent more time just wanting to see them succeed in life than, you know, just just on the field. So, all right. Anyway, that's enough for this week. I hope you guys have a great Friday and I wish you the best and happiest weekend. And as always, I got nothing but love for you.